We are not doctors. This content should not be used in substitution of professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always get advice from physicians for medical conditions, and any advice we give should be tried at your own risk. And always ask a doctor before starting something new. Today on the Raising Nuts podcast, we get raw about honey and our emotions. We talk about the fear of failure, and we delve deeper into the poker mindset. Let's go. Has no patience, look at his face and in his eyes. He's been waiting, he's been way bound to the die. Always taking chances, all those conversations. Don't know if I'll make it, don't know why he even tries. Say, oh, I am a believer. Welcome back to episode six of Raising the Nuts. I'm Jody. And I'm Superman. Actually, I'm Trevor, but I'm also Superman right now. Why are you Superman? Because <laughs> I feel superhuman right now. Why? Because I've been so on point with everything that I've been doing since I got back from Schenectady with yoga and meditation and eating. I just feel like I have superpowers. Okay, then. That's me, so I'm Superman. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? Because it was very unexpected. Yeah, well, it, you, it's not every day that you expect to be married to Superman then, right? It's how it should be. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I've been focusing really hard on the process, and it's been uh, it's le- yielded some uh, very good results as well recently. So that's been good. It's been fun. That's great news. Yeah. I don't know what we're going to talk about today. I think we have a list of things to talk about. but We do. We have a lot, so we'll see what we get to. Yeah. We just have like a random kind of hodgepodge of topics that we just kind of discussed over our hike that we took. We've been taking more hikes. We can talk about accountability like we discussed on the last podcast. We can check in to see where we are. Sure. If we actually followed through. Well, you know where I'm at. I'm Superman. Yes, you're Superman. Yeah. Where are you at? (laughs) I went back to yoga. Went to hot yoga last night for the first time in a long time. I can't believe you're actually here right now. You made it through it. I made it. I made it through. I almost passed out a few times. Had to go into child's pose. But I made it. That's how it works, though, right? I mean, no matter... A lot of times with people who are very experienced in yoga, they still have to find themselves back in child's pose sometimes. Oh, for sure. For sure. But, you know, just more than I went into child's pose the last time I was there. But it's good. that's fine. I was okay with it. And I'm good. I'm going back tonight. All right. Great. What else? What else is going on with your accountability? We have kept up with making the kids' lunches. Last night was the first night that I didn't do it, but I informed you that I could not do it and I needed you to do it. So... It still got done. Kids have not missed the bus. Knockwood. They've good. not been late. Although today we did have to, uh, well, you had to take Cam's lunch to her because she realized as she was stepping on the bus that she did not have her lunchbox. Yeah. When I walked in, the woman that works in the office was like, oh, there you are. You know, like she expected to see me at some point. <laughs> uh, we made it to the fourth day of school before she saw me bringing something in. But I assure you, woman who works at the front desk who's very nice, you won't be seeing me that often. Nope. We're doing a lot better. Yeah. So that's good. We're doing, we're being accountable. It's good. Good start. Yes. Now we just have to get a little bit more organized. Yeah. We've been hiking too. We've done. Yep. We've been hiking. We've done a few hikes in the area and that's been fun. It's, it's crazy. I don't remember where we were at last week when we were talking about the hiking and stuff, but uh, as far as like what we talked about in this area, but there's a lot more trails around here than I even knew existed. So that's pretty cool to explore in the woods a bit around this area. Yeah, even in the parks that we've been to, I didn't realize that there were trails in them. There's way too many spider webs, though. (laughs) (laughs) 
I have the stick. I'm like leading the way with the stick, mm-hmm. chopping down spider webs left and right. Poor spiders. <laughs> All right. So uh, how about some, we'll, we'll get into some kids topics to start then. At least uh, that can kind of be the overarching theme maybe. Um, so let's talk about Ava with softball. So Ava's playing fall softball. Has never played softball before. Mm-hmm. And she went to one practice. I took her to the first practice. She hurt her finger 10 minutes in and wanted to quit immediately. Mm-hmm. And was completely over it. Didn't go to the second practice because it was her birthday, which is fine. And then leading up to the next practice, she was very nervous about it. Very did not want to go. Right. So why don't you talk about that? Well, the morning of her practice. So let's go back a little bit. The night before her practice, she spent the night at my dad and stepmom's house. They did a little mock camping trip in the backyard because they're supposed to go camping and my, my dad and stepmom wanted to make sure that they were going to be okay. So the three of them, our three kids, my dad, my stepmom, did a little mock camp trip in the backyard. Went well for the girls. Andrew was inside by 10 p.m. <laughs> no camping for Andrew. <laughs> no camping for him. He needs a glamping trip. Yeah. So they came home at like 8 a.m. And practice was at 9 a.m. Both girls had practice. Cam had cheer practice. Ava had softball practice. So she... Immediately came in the house, sad, crying, wanting to quit, didn't want to go to practice, was just unhappy, needed Trevor to practice with her in the backyard, you know, like 10 minutes before Cam had to leave for practice. So she did some practicing with you. How'd that go? She cried the entire time that we were practicing and was just upset about the fact that she had to play it all. Right. So standard... Ava practice is to decide she wants to try something new, try it, hate it instantly, and try to quit immediately. Without ever really giving it a chance. Right. But we have a rule that if you sign up for something, you have to see it through to the end. There's no quitting. So she had to go to practice. Right. Which she was not happy about. But I took her to practice this time. You took him to her practice. So I gave her a little chat. We had a little chat on the way to the fields. And I talked to her about me as a kid and how I was the exact same way. And I was afraid to try anything. So if I ever tried anything, I made up excuses as to why I shouldn't do it or why I couldn't do it. I can't breathe. I have this problem. I have a pain in my side. Something hurts. And I would try to quit everything that I did and not really put any effort into actually trying because I was always so afraid to fail. So now as an adult, looking back on that experience, never having done any activities whatsoever, I feel sad about that. I have a lot of regret about that. And you don't want the same thing for Ava. Right. I don't want that for her at all because I can see that she has talent in different areas and I want her to try new things and not be afraid of it so that when she grows up, she is much more well-rounded. It makes sense. By the way, if you guys hear any sounds in the background, we're sorry, I don't know how much this microphone will pick up, but there is a house being built directly next to ours right now. So we're actually recording this podcast in Andrew's room upstairs. <laughs> so hopefully hopefully, not too much of that comes through. But anyway, so yeah, so she went to practice. And she did. by all accounts, she had a good practice. She did. And she was worried about me. She wanted me to sit there and watch the whole time. But I said I couldn't because I had to help paint some stuff at the fields do my parental volunteer duties so i did not watch her and she but she's really pumped up about it now she she actually 
we practiced that day some more. She went over to a friend's house that's on her team and practiced with her. She also went down the street and practiced. Yeah, and she wants to practice more after school today. So clearly she also has an obsessive mind. So that's a good thing in this regard uh, to getting better and, and putting herself into it. And if she doesn't like it at the end of the season, then she doesn't have to do it again, obviously. Right. Um, but she's going through the same thing with choir. We can't get her back into choir. She did it in fourth grade. She immediately got a solo in their little show they did. And now she won't go back to choir. This is the second year in a row that she has refused to join choir. Question for you. <laughs> yes. How do you think your growing up with the fear of failure has affected your life as an adult? And does it still affect you? Yeah. I still am constantly afraid to fail. And so I don't put myself out there. You know, like I don't, uh, I don't like to take risks or chances. I don't like to talk about a lot of things because talk about things as far as um, in front of large groups. I have a big fear of speaking in front of large groups, especially about nutrition because I'm on the holistic side and you know, people can attack you for stuff like that. And that scares me. And that's stupid. I shouldn't worry about it, but it does. So what are you doing to get over it? Nothing. <laughs> you need to take cold showers. I do. Cause I have dyed hair. <laughs> that's right. Hmm. All right. So we have to figure out how to conquer Jody's fear of failure. I mean, it's the same thing that we, you just did to help Ava, right? Yeah, I guess I just have to, to do the things and just keep doing them. It's, it's just an interesting dynamic because Overall, I generally don't care what people think, and I'm very outspoken, and if somebody tries to say anything to me, I'll go right back at them. I don't have any issues with confrontation. It doesn't scare me at all, but when it comes to just thinking about what someone might say about my opinion about food or whatever, that's when I start to, you know, want to back into a hole. Yeah, I tell you this all the time because I'm like, you're an expert. When it comes to food and nutrition, you've put in all the work to gain the knowledge and you have a really wide range of knowledge when it comes to food and nutrition. People want to hear what you want to say. Anytime you talk to somebody about food and nutrition, they're like, wow, thank you very much. Like I, I'm saying food and nutrition. That's kind of the same thing, right? <laughs> uh, they're like, wow, thank you so much. Like you, that was a lot of insight. Like that was a valuable feedback. And then you're like, well, you know, I don't know if I should offer my services out to people and like I don't know if the people would be willing to pay me for this stuff and I'm like well it's more about um just wanting to have a better scientific background knowledge on everything I can tell you how to eat I can tell you anything about ingredients you know I'm really good at ingredients and um just finding the best options but I just really want to understand like the full science behind it that's just something that drives me a lot, understanding how the human body works and things like that, you know, just going on a deeper level. And so without that solid, you know, I've started that because I'm, I've taken master's level classes. So I have a lot of that knowledge already, but really mastering it and studying it more, it's just, I don't know why I feel that I have to have that to help people, but that's where I am. That's where we're going to work on some confidence building exercises with you. We're going to figure out different confidence building exercises we can do so that you feel em emboldened to share your knowledge with the world see i feel like one-on-one -on -one, i'm i'm fine if somebody approaches me and asks me questions i don't have any issues talking to them and i feel fine about it but then if somebody were to say like i want you to come to a group presentation that's where i sort of 
lose my mind a little bit. I've done it. You know, I've done them. uh, But then I just worry later on, like, as soon as I leave, my anxiety kicks in. You know, like, what did they think? Did they think that I was awful? Did they think I had no idea what I was talking about? Like, you know, things like that. Yeah, I got you. So definitely a confidence issue. Speaking of confidence issues, Cam, this past week, has... We've had some rough days there, for sure. I think the last time we recorded a podcast was a, a rough day, if I remember right. I don't know. Maybe that was the one before. But um, we had a pretty big breakthrough, I would say, the other day. Was that yesterday? Mm-hmm. And what happened? What did happen? She was upset. She she just immediately, she woke oh, up. Oh, I know what happened. I know what happened. She went to practice, and she came back. And when she got back from practice, she went outside. And I had asked the kids to please get along, that you had work to do, I had work to do, and I just needed them to get along and not fight for a little while so that we could get our stuff done. And within 10 minutes, the girls were fighting. They went outside, they were in the garage, and all of a sudden, I heard Ava come storming in, she was yelling, she was slamming doors. I was like, what happened? What is going on? And Ava was yelling about how Cam went outside, couldn't find her helmet, and took Ava's. So I went outside, and I asked Cam to come back, and I said, please find your helmet and don't take Ava's, because Ava was also doing stuff outside where she could use her helmet. And Cam was not pleased about that, and she started giving me an attitude, so I told her to go inside and find her own helmet and cool off. And she just progressively got worse and, you know, was like slamming her, slamming the helmet in my hand. And then I was getting angry because she was being mean. And so it just kind of escalated from there. Yeah. And then she started telling me that she hated me and that I was the worst. Right. And, you know, every, I'm mean and everything else. And it was everybody else's fault. Nothing was her fault. Yeah. She got me too. She, she, was really uh, she came in and just told me to mind my own business and started yelling at me also and it's not on the level that it was in the past with blackout meltdowns it's a totally different level where she's just very angry Mm -hmm. and that's the mode she was in but normally there's a really long cooling down process where she's got to get over that anger she'll usually cry a lot in her room by herself or figure out some way and she usually just wants to bury the situation not address the situation at all and move on from it. Yeah, she wants to say, I'm sorry, and move on. Right. Don't say another word about it. And if you try to, she's just going to get extra angry all over again. And it's just a cycle all day. Right. And that's not what happened this time, though. This time, she, it was almost immediately after she, like, called you a name or something, she, like, went over into the, behind the couch, sat there for a little bit, and then called you over. Mm-hmm. And what happened? She asked me to come out into the living room and talk to her. And I said, okay, what do you need? And she said, I want to talk about my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> I said, okay, that's great. I'm here to listen. What do you want to talk about? She said that she was angry. And then she told me what happened. She said that she asked Ava if she could play softball with her. This is after they got back from practice. Uh, she wanted to play softball with Ava and we should mention here, too, that Cam was signed up for fall ball, but she's not able to play because her practices for cheer fall on the same days and times as the practices for softball. So she's really upset that she doesn't get to play softball this season because 
she had a great season. She made the all-star team, and she just did a great job. So she's really upset about that. So she asked Ava if she could play softball. Ava, she says that Ava told her, no, you're not playing softball this season anyway, and you don't know how to play, is what she claims. Ava said, I did not say that. That's not what happened. But Ava can be a little mean often when it comes to Cam. Cam always tends to hear the worst part of any statement and takes it as a personal attack on her. For sure. It's a terrible combination because Ava definitely says mean stuff and Cam takes everything in such a personal attack. So I don't know what was actually said. Right. But, but Ava she explained to you what she felt the situation was, which is very uncommon for her to do to actually address what is actually bothering her. rather and Because what she does is something happens to her. She gets upset by some kind of conflict. And then she takes it out on us without saying what she's upset about. Right. It isn't only till later at night, usually, that we come back to what the root of the cause was. But this time, she actually pinpointed what it was, told you what it was. Yep. We talked about it. We discussed it. I reminded her again, like I do on a daily basis, that she is in control of her emotions and her reactions. And if she has negative reactions to things, it's her own fault. She cannot place that blame on someone else for making her angry and she said she knew she understood she accepted it and she was great for the rest of the day and that was early that was probably 11 o'clock yeah that was a pretty big breakthrough there yeah that's that is the first time that has happened ever and especially the first time it's happened so quickly after mm -hmm. a blow-up Look at us. Look how great we are at parenting. We've solved Ava's uh, fear of failure issues. We solved Cam's lack of talking about her feelings issues. We're just crushing it out of the park here. Okay. We'll see until the next time Cam gets angry. And we have to remind her again. Yeah. And now we just have to conquer Ava's attitude problem. We have to start with mine first, I'm sure. <laughs> well, you think she gets it from you? Never. Definitely not me. <laughs> oh, boy. I say all the time that I'm not really looking forward to the teenage years because I can only imagine attitudes getting worse in the house and then conflict between the um, women in the house. <laughs> Ava's hormones are already coming. They're hormones. already coming in. Yep. They're already coming in, so it's causing mood swings already. So I guess it's only going to get worse from here, but. Yeah. All right. Let's shift the focus to, let's do some nutrition questions here. I don't have a name for this segment right oh now. God. I, I can't come up with anything right off the top of my head. I've already used a bunch of different names. <laughs> Just Jody asking, answering your nutrition questions. Oh, I don't know if I have the confidence to talk about it. No, no you, I'm just kidding. Yeah, you better break out the confidence. I'm good. I'm we're, good. This is episode six. It's, we're way past uh, missing no. out on confidence here. I'm good. I can talk about it because I'm just looking at you. That's right. You are. It's all good. Right in my eyes. <laughs> all right. Question comes from an unidentified source. <laughs> who <laughs> did not want to be named it is help me with well it was a two two part question the first was uh it was a question about honey because i had mentioned sourcing honey like good versus bad honey honey from bees yes what other kind of honey <laughs> <laughs> shut up all right honey from bees let's hear about honey from bees okay so when I had mentioned the source of honey, I was talking specifically about um, the raw unfiltered honey versus the honey that comes in the bear-shaped bottle that's like a pourable liquid. 
that stuff is pretty processed and it takes a lot of the nutrients out in raw unfiltered honey the level of antioxidants is much higher there's still pollen left in it whereas something like the processed honey that's like a liquid that's going to be way lower on the nutritional content levels and the antioxidants are way down and there's pretty much no pollen in it whatsoever and the pollen is super nutritious as well so that's basically what I was talking about your honey should be in a like it should be scoopable with a spoon as opposed to a pourable liquid there are some raw honey that you can pour so you basically you're, you don't look for raw and unfiltered or raw more you know that's another one that you can look for but I'm rambling now it's all right. Raw is always just a word that gets me. I, I don't know. I, I just a weird word. Anyway, uh, a question that I can imagine. <laughs> a question that I can imagine our listeners having that may not be familiar with honey is, can I find the raw unfiltered honey in a normal supermarket or do I have to go to the hippie place? <laughs> the hippie place. Usually now you can find it, especially if you can find local honey. That's even better because if you use local honey... That can help with seasonal allergies because it has the local allergies that affect you. So if you take that on a daily basis, some people find improvement with their seasonal allergies. Just a side note. Um, but yeah, I mean, they sell a local honey in our our local library now. It's just a guy that's around here that has honey. He's the honey maker. He's the honey maker. But even in like the local crappy store right down the street here, they have raw honey. Okay. Uh, question two, same from same person. Yes, the person who shall not be named mm-hmm. wanted to know about IBS. IBS, what's that? Irritable bowel syndrome. Ooh, <laughs> rough. <laughs> tell me, tell me more about it. You're so stupid. <laughs> Good thing this person knows how stupid you are, though. It's okay. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> so. He, sh- he or she has been with me in some very stupid moments of my life. Oh, yes. That's for sure. So, basically, diet is always going to be a factor, in my opinion. This is my opinion. <laughs> you really have to look at your diet and what are you eating. And there are some things that could just be very easy triggers, like dairy, gluten. You want to try to keep your caffeine levels a little lower. A diet that you could try would be a paleo AIP. So that's a paleo autoimmune protocol. It's going to really wipe out a lot of food groups um, just as far as triggers go. Not like food groups or whatever, but just triggers. So it's a good place to start. It's like an elimination type diet. And then you would slowly add stuff in like we talked about, I think, on the last episode, right? We did. Yeah. So that's a, a diet that you could try for that. Um, usually it's going to be caused by some kind of food allergy. It could be like potentially be a food allergy that you don't even realize that you have. So that's why the elimination style diet is good. Or it's going to be some kind of gut imbalance. So people talk a lot about like gut healing and, and, uh, the microbiota and your, these imbalances in your gut. So if you take like a really good quality probiotic on a regular basis and, You can also experiment with fiber. Some people need more fiber and some people need less fiber. So you have to play around with that and see what helps you in the long run. And then there are other treatments that can be mixed with the natural treatments that you would see a doctor for, like different kinds of 
prescriptions that you can take as well as these other steps to take to kind of combat symptoms. And then another big thing that goes along with it is going to be stress reduction. So using those self-care tips that we've talked about in the past um, can a lot of times really alleviate symptoms, especially when you pair it with these other things like diet. You know what I really like about you? What? You got a healthy gut. <laughs> you got a healthy gut, girl. <laughs> you imagine if I created like a Tinder profile, I'm like, has healthy gut. <laughs> My gut biome is strong. Oh, God. <laughs> you are so weird. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Thank you for your information, Jody. Do you have anything sure. else on IBS? Oh, and then one other thing that you could try is a really good digestive enzyme. Okay. Do you have any recommendations for that? No. Okay. We talked about this. You know what? This is something we need to put on our to-do list for accountability. We are going to buy RaisingTheNuts.com. Please oh, don't buy no, it first. don't say that. Oh, no. We're not going to do that. Nobody do that. <laughs> if anybody out there is listening to this and then buys it before me, I will find you. We are just going to create a website. Yes. <laughs> and that way we can post relevant things yes. that we talk about on here. Yeah. Because when I discuss stuff and I say I can post it, I don't know where to post it so that people can easily find it. Because... There's so many social media options, and I just want to have one central location where we can post stuff that people can find it and just say, okay, go here. Yeah, so we're going to have that yeah, as long as nobody else buys it before us. Yeah, we got to work on that. <laughs> well, the good news is is that we can go ahead and buy it before this podcast airs. Good point. Yes. Nice. You're, you're thinking there. I would have just put this podcast up and then expected that we couldn't buy it. You take a nice big <laughs> I'm drinking my right. uh, my electrolyte water. Okay, I think <laughs> last topic that we can get into here, we were talking about this on the drive, and that is a little bit into the poker mindset and <laughs> how how to phrase this. There's a lot of different things involved in the poker mindset, I guess. And I'd mentioned before, I guess, in one of the earlier podcasts is when we did it, when we said it, about how I want to crush my opponents, mm -hmm. take, leave them hopeless, yep. things like that. Mm -hmm. And I, I guess maybe I'll talk a little bit more about that because it's interesting. And I noticed it this weekend a lot when I'm playing because there's this really strange line that you have to walk in poker because you have to be really, really confident in your abilities and know that you can crush everyone while also having the ability to keep your ego in check and not get ahead of yourself. And there's such thing called entitlement tilt. Entitlement tilt means that you get tilt, by the way, if you're not familiar with poker is just anything that sets you off, that kind of makes you upset, makes you angry. People use tilt and poker as a term, not necessarily to be literally on tilt where you're upset, but just like something that bo is bothering you in a small way. And it can affect your game. Right. People tilt in different ways. One thing is called entitlement tilt, which just means like, okay, I just realized I did it again. It, I listened to this, the last podcast and I was appalled at how many times I said like in a minute period. It had to be 14 times and I'm going to work not to do that anymore. And if I don't fix it, I'm going to go to speech class and cancel this podcast forever. No, we're not canceling the podcast forever because you can't stop saying like. Okay. All right. You also have to stop saying um and doing this. It's hard. <laughs> so entitlement tilt is you feel like you should win. You don't win. And that's how poker works. Just because you're the best player at the table doesn't mean you're going to win every time. But you do, don't you? A lot of times. <laughs> but then you get frustrated because you feel like you're entitled to be making money. 
and for you know the place where it comes in for me is if I'm putting in lots of hours and I'm in great games and I'm just being frustrated because I can't win because the cards aren't falling the right way or whatever then I, I can tend to get a little bit of time until but it's more so I get more frustrated by knowing that I'm not performing in the optimal way and I should be not that I'm titled but that I should be performing better and I'm not do you get performance anxiety no not really I used to <laughs> but not anymore uh, but where this comes in is it sounds awful but I want my opponents who are also playing for a living and are showing up to play every day I want them to be afraid I want them to be to feel like they have no shot of winning and that I'm going to up the variance on them and outperform them at all chances the opponents that I have the most trouble with are the ones that you can feel their confidence kind of emanating through the screen where no matter what I do, they're going to kind of be unflappable and they're just going to perform and put me in difficult situations over and over again. But what I, what it is is that I, I see in these other people what I used to feel, which was this kind of hopeless feeling where you're like, man, this guy is just really pounding on me and I'm in a bad situation. I just need to quit. And I want them to feel that so that I'm left with only the fun players who are going to donate to the cause. See, the thing is, Poker is a zero-sum game, which is long-term, like, which mentally is kind of hard to wrap your head around because it's like my job is to take money from other people. But for, for the people who are playing recreational and for fun, I want them to have fun. I don't want them to feel hopeless, and I don't want them to feel like they're not having a good time because they're losing. Whereas with the other people who are playing for a living, I want, I need them to have that feeling because otherwise they're going to be winning money for me. Whereas the recreational players are just long-term, they're going to be losing no matter what, if that makes sense. Makes sense. I feel like, so that was the first time during this podcast that I talked for a lot. You talked a lot during this podcast and I'm happy about that. There you go. Yeah. But that's what I mean when I say that I want my opponents to feel hopeless and uh, you know, that I just want to, and it, I want them to know that I'm working harder than they are. The, the other players, because if they know that I'm working harder than they are, then they they know that they're a lot of times people just give up they don't try to work harder and i think that actually comes on to one other point that i was going to talk about which is just resiliency in in life changes resiliency overall because the reason that a lot of them give up is because they they don't feel like they can eventually reach that point and they whenever they encounter some obstacles they're just not resilient enough to to get over them and I think that in the last 10 years of losing weight, I've hit those uh, points a lot where I've gone up and down or I've fallen off the wagon a little bit, but I've always been able to kind of recover and then come back stronger and stronger. And I think that's really what you need to do. I was talking, we talked to Jay today and he, Jay, our friend has been on a weight loss journey basically since the end of June mm -hmm. and he's done amazing. He's lost a ton of weight. He's crushing it. He looks great. And he had a bad day yesterday. And it's like, that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And it's just about being resilient, coming back and not letting the, the thing snowball. And you can always, there's every, I say this to people all the time in poker, but every decision point that you have in a poker hand or in, in your day is an opportunity to make a different decision. Mm -hmm. So you can't control the past or you can't worry about the future. It's just like right now you get this opportunity to make a good decision and you can make that decision. And then that snowballs in a positive way. I think it's common with 
diet and exercise and, and things like that too is where you know you're trying to stick to this strict diet or whatever it is that you're doing and you eat one thing bad and then you're like well f it i messed up so now for the rest of the day i'm just off track and then that can carry over very quickly to the day after that and the day after that and then before you know it you're just not even trying anymore so it's really important that if you have a mess up or whatever you want to call it in one day that you just accept it and you move on and the next time it's time to eat you make the right choice you don't have to derail your entire you know all the work that you've done because you ate one thing that wasn't good or you ate poorly for an entire day it doesn't matter the next day is a new day the next minute is a new minute just start over and get back on track and same with I know I I get discouraged sometimes with myself because I'm like I just did 10 days in a row of meditation and I missed one and now I'm just now I don't go back to it you know it's it's the same thing just pick up where you left off and get right back to it don't let that stuff discourage you from getting back on track this is the raw unfiltered advice <laughs> that we have for you that's right don't give up don't give up just keep going and that's you know same for jay jay did a amazing from june until now like he would text me sometimes and say hey i want to eat this what do you think and i would say don't do it and he'd be like all right fine I won't, i'm not gonna do it and so he did great up until now most people wouldn't make it this far without having some kind of slip up or whatever but he's just been like solidly trucking through and doing a great job and he's lost a lot of weight which is amazing um so you know jay i know that you're gonna be listening just keep going <laughs> See, the thing that i feel like has worked for me the most is that is really recognizing how i feel when i do the right things mm -hmm. and then that becomes addicting yeah because i'm like i don't want to feel like these other ways right i want to feel this way this is what i did gonna stick with it and gonna feel like a superman yeah like i do now yeah I, people ask me how i can possibly not eat something like how could you possibly not eat pizza and sometimes we'll have a slice of pizza now it's gluten-free pizza it's never like gluten standard pizza or whatever but i don't eat it because when i eat pizza my heart races and it feels like i'm i'm gonna have a heart attack i don't like the way that feels so yeah i love pizza i would love to have a really good slice of like real deal pizza but I can't because I know how it makes me feel and I can't stand feeling that way. That's how the same way that I feel right now with drinking and it kind of does make me sad. Yeah. But then it, so it's just a matter of weighing, all right, I like to have a drink here and there, but then this is how I feel three, four days afterwards straight where I, I'm not as productive. I feel sad about things that I'm not normally sad about. I don't feel like Superman or I don't have that drink at all and I feel this superpower uh, you know, I can conquer the world, get a ton done, be hyper productive and just feel great. Yeah. And so it's just kind of weighing the two things. And I think that it's just a matter of, I guess, being able to recognize how you feel when you're doing really well, because with those other things, you get momentary enjoyment out of them. And there's nothing wrong with having a drink here and there if you no. want it or, you know, eating pizza or mm -hmm. cake or all those things. And you know you get that instant hit of enjoyment but then it doesn't usually carry over very often whereas mm -hmm. with the way that i feel right now this is just like all day long i feel like this so yeah it's much better right and i also know that if i eat those things that it's going to 
start this cascade effect of cravings. Yeah, sugar is a I hell got, of a drug. Yeah, and then I got to fight through that, and you know, it's just not worth it for me at this point. And also because I've changed my diet so much, things that I used to really like, they don't taste good anymore. You know, I was never a candy kid. I never really was into candy. I would much rather eat a salad. My mom used to be like, what's wrong with you? Why don't you want to eat cake? I'm like, I don't know. I don't like it. I just want to have a salad. But I did love a Reese's peanut butter cup. That was my favorite candy in the whole wide world. And I'd eat those like crazy. But now if I eat a Reese's peanut butter cup, they taste like dirt. I hate them. They taste awful, which makes me a little sad because I love peanut butter cups. But I found alternatives. I Like Justin's peanut butter cups, they're good. I can eat those. They're not so bad. But the Reese's are just loaded with so much crappy sugar and nasty ingredients. And they just don't taste good anymore. I don't like them. Your taste buds are going to change based on what your diet is like. Yeah. I love broccoli. Me too. Broccoli is my favorite. I could just eat it all the time. Yeah. I love vegetables. I, I just, especially tomatoes. Oh, I love tomatoes. Jersey tomatoes. There's nothing better than a really good Jersey tomato. Yeah. I'll tell you what. <laughs> we talked about intermittent fasting on the last episode a bit, and I've been sticking to it uh, for the most I've ever stick, stuck to it over the last two to three weeks where I'm eating at 2.30 and 7.30 basically every day. And I feel so good as far as, I, I mean, I'm going to tell you how good I feel over and over again on this podcast apparently, but <laughs> as far as just not feeling hunger, I feel like I can go a lot longer without eating if I need to. But I feel, I eat at 2.30, I feel good then. And then 7.30, I'm ready to eat again and then I'm done for the night and I feel great. This is interesting, too, because I've asked you repeatedly if we could do a fast. And you always say, no effing way. I'm not doing a fast. That's awful. Who doesn't or who who wants to not eat anything? That's awful. No way. Yeah, I think before when I would do it, I would get very irritable and I'd get headaches when I would go too long without eating, especially around like the 1130, 12 o'clock time period in the morning. And it would affect my play. When I was when I was working, I think now that I'm not working those hours as much, and I'm focusing more towards later in the day, and also being on point with all these other things, I can feel myself. If I if I do feel like that irritation coming on, I can feel it and recognize it before it happens. Whereas before it was like affecting the rest of my my play in my life. So I could see myself doing some sort of fast at some point, maybe. All right, we're gonna do it then. We're gonna do a real fast. Mm. <laughs> do we have any stories from the kids? I don't think we really have any funny stories. I sadly do not have any funny stories. Cam did uh, whip out some some wilderness knowledge the other day that kind of cracked me up because she's been watching this TV show Bunked on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So I was asking my dad, like, what do you do if you see a bear when you're camping? And she just cut right in and told me that she should slowly back away. And I was like, wow, Cam, where'd you learn that? I feel like if Cam saw a bear, she'd just run up and hug it. Or she might rip it to shreds with her bare hands. That could also be the case. Yeah. The most exciting thing that happened this past week is that we got a new washer and dryer. And I'm really excited about it. I was going to respond. Jody put out an Instagram <laughs> story where she said things you get excited about as an adult with her new washer. And then I was going to respond to that one and said things that you get sad about as an adult having to buy a new washer <laughs> because to me it's just like obviously i'm happy to have clean clothes again mm-hmm. but you know it was 
a lot of money to pay for. It's been a sucky week. Actually, when we got back from Vegas, so going back a little while, we found that our Apple TV, our TV, and our subwoofer for our soundbar had been destroyed by a storm at some point. They must have gotten a power surge, and they were dead. Also, our brand new gazebo. Oh, yeah. Yes, that too. That's really sad. That got ripped to pieces. So we just didn't do anything with the TV for a long time. Now, of course, it's closer to football season when we decided to talk about the TV. Trevor tried to hang a smaller TV there, and he said, no way. He didn't even put it up on the wall. He just marched it right back to the office and said, forget this. It just looked ridiculous. That's all. <laughs> I was not even about watching TV because I don't ever watch TV. Well, you watch football. But I we I canceled the direct TV package, yes, which did. was crazy. I've had the Sunday ticket direct TV package for the 10 years that we've lived in this yeah. house. It was what I wanted growing up. Not even kidding you. <laughs> Growing up, all I wanted to do was watch my Saints and watch all the other football games at one time. Mm-hmm. I always thought it was the coolest thing when I would go to like a bar and they'd have all the games. I'm like, this is so cool. I can watch all the games. So when I got when we got a house, I was like, we're going to get the Sunday pick, ticket package. I'm going to set up every single TV in the house. I'm going to watch every single game. And we did that. Yep. We've done it every year. And then this year with so much going on with the vlog and with, with the kids and everything else, I was like, there's no chance. I'm playing poker too. I'm like, there's no chance I'm going to be able to sit down and watch these games over and over again uh, every Sunday. So I canceled the package, but then I got a different thing where I could (laughs) still watch some of the games and grind online at the same time. I did that yesterday. It was lucrative. (laughs) It was awesome. (laughs) Daily Fantasy went well. And so that's that. So, yeah, we had to get a new TV. We had to get a new TV. And then uh, the day after we ordered the washer and dryer, we had to have our garbage disposal replaced. And then had to do the washer and dryer. So we replaced the dryer just because it was the same age as the washer. They were almost 10 years old. And, you know, you might as well just replace it while you're in there replacing everything so that it doesn't go bad in six months. And then we're cursing about that. Out with the old, in with the new. That's right. So now I have this beautiful new washer and dryer set that I'm currently using. (laughs) I'm really excited about it. I'm excited that you're excited to wash my clothes. (laughs) I mean, I, I always do the wash. Yes, you do. That is that is a good thing you do. Because mm-hmm. if I had to fold things, it would be very ugly. Oh, I know. I've <laughs> witnessed it. And even hanging them up. Are there any other guys out there that cannot hang a shirt on a hanger or even pants? Trevor likes to just roll them in a ball and stick them up on the shelf so that he doesn't have to hang them up anymore, which drives me nuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just part of my personality. There's nothing I can do to ever change it. And when you hang a shirt, you can't get the shoulders on the hanger properly. It just is like all over the place. <laughs> this is your life. That's what you deal with. That's okay. You have so many redeeming qualities that it's oh, okay. Thank you. Thank You're you. You're welcome. Yes. <laughs> all right. Let's wrap it up here. Episode six in the books. Mm-hmm. And we'll be back next week. You can always send in any questions, comments, thoughts you have to raisingthenuts at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Raisingthenuts.com coming soon. Hopefully. Some merch coming soon. We got to get on that. Yeah. And we'll see everybody next week. All right. See you guys later. Bye bye. Don't know I'll be if I'm not free to take a lead. Oh, I am a believer. Oh, ground beneath my feet, but I don't flee because I believe. I'll stay down to the ground. Stay down to the ground.